Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top 5 Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the Friday morning episode. Sam, um, before we begin, I am less of a man than I was the last time we spoke. What's happened? I've, uh, I've sliced part of my fingertip off, Sam. Ah, uh, fuck. Uh, Do you want to see it? Yes, very much. Oh, yeah, that's nasty, mate. Oh. Fucking hell, you've got to get a stitch in that. No, it's, it's it's just come off. It'll heal. It's Did you just... find the bit of flesh that fell off? No, that's gone now. It's gone. It, it, I'll tell you what happened. I bought a new potato peeler from Sainsbury's, mm. right, from the Habitat range. So, you know. Right. Not, 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 yeah, exactly. Splashed it's, out, it, eh? It is a three-in-one. It, well, yeah. it does potato peeling. It does uh, zesting. Yeah, it's got a little handle on the side. You turn it around, whichever to, setting you, you want. I know one thing I know about you is you love to zest. Oh, I zest like like no fucker yeah. in You're the northeast. Zest crazy, you are. I'm the northeast top zester. It has to be said. Yeah. So zesting and the can't remember the other setting because it never got that far. I was merely going to use it for peeling potatoes and but, zesting. Uh, maybe uh, what do you call it when you slice things very finely, like mandolining? It could, yeah, maybe that. Maybe that's the third setting. I don't know. And I just I dropped it in a bowl of soapy water just to give it a rinse before I used it for the first time. Good. Put my hand in to good, get it out. Good practice to any kids listening. Well, very that's good practice. Good practice. What's mm. bad practice is to just stick your hand into the sink to pick it up, oh, forgetting that it's there. Yeah. And my finger just immediately went for the blade of the potato peeler, and it just oh, no. fucking hacked. You can I don't know if you can see, but there's like the curvature of my finger. Yeah. Oh, gone. it's a chunk. It's not a cut, there's a bit of finger missing. There's a bit, yeah. It's not a cut, there's a bit of finger missing. And it'll come off in the bowl. It's gone Mm. down the sink. It's gone. My drains are like fucking Dennis Nielsen's drains now. Yeah. Clogged up with human flesh. Let's hope it's been washed away. Let's hope it didn't like somehow get into the food chain of your home and you've eaten a part of yourself. I can't see how it would have done. I can't see how it would have done. But that was that. And that it, it, I mean, I nearly went to ANA because it bled for 90 minutes and I thought, this isn't going to fucking stop. 90 minutes? Did you hold your finger above your head? I did that. I elevated it. Elevated yes, it, good. I Again. applied pressure. Mm. I, I, I googled what needed to be done. I didn't yeah. really worry about whether the other piece of flesh had gone. I wasn't going to try and glue it back on or anything like that. No. I resent the fact. I imagine it'll grow back. Are you a self-replenishing Mackham? Or are you someone who, like, just rots slowly? I think I'm self-replenishing. I think we all are, aren't we? There's that thing where you, your cells completely regenerate themselves after every you seven years. You can regrow years. constantly, yeah, like so, a worm. That's so, so I read a thing the other day. If you see someone in the street that you've not seen for seven years or longer, you've got no obligation to speak to them because, because they're a different person. Cells. 
You technically like, don't know them. Like Doctor Who? Yeah. Or a worm? Yeah. Or a, is it snakes that, if you chop a snake in half, if you chop a snake in half, does another head grow out the back end of it? So it's like got two heads. Is that's, that true? That's a, that's, that's a worm. Or you can chop oh, a chicken's worm. head off and it'll run around without yeah. a head quite happily. <laughs> I believe. If anything, happier. <laughs> well, I mean, God. It would be a lifting of a burden, wouldn't it, to be quite honest? Going around without a My head for a bit. My head's massive, mate. My yeah. head's fucking huge. It is a burden to carry this head around. I've never really noticed that about you. I mean, we've spent time... We, we oh. do these remotely, but we have spent time together in the same space on tour and that I've never really noticed mm. it's extraordinarily it's massive it's, is it? it's, it's pretty big well my mum it's one of the many things that my mum finds amusing about me oh that's nice and, and like she's like <laughs> look at the size of his fucking head so in some ways I don't know I mean I haven't measured it uh, up against other people's heads yeah I am like you know I've I've been sort of an extra large when I buy my motorbike helmets but then sometimes right. I fit a large and like, but my mum's like extra large. Try triple XL, the size of that head, and then uh, she the makes fuck loads did I of carry like, that round inside my guts. Yeah, for but nine she, months. she talks about giving birth to me, which I really don't want to hear because she makes reference to effectively without actually putting a point on it how much my massive head stretched her vagina. Oh, you see, right. I brought, I brought but that's up. my mum. I didn't want to be the one to say that. I didn't want to be the one. To nor did I, mate. But that's and, the sort and, of shit my mum finds funny. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Sorry. She goes, like, she, and then, you know, I've told you before, she has these, like, sort of fits because she makes herself laugh. Yeah. And then she laughs so much that she has these, um, cata- <laughs> she has cataplexy and she, like, passes out on the floor. <laughs> and I've hell. told you stories like this before. Like, she yeah. did it on a plane once. She did it, but she did it on a plane when I showed her on the plane my passport photo. And she, like, you know, like, you kind of want your mum to tell you you're very handsome. Do you know what I mean? You think if your mum's not telling you compliments, who is? Yeah. My mum finds my appearance, like, hilarious and always has done and has never made a secret of the fact, right? Wow. And I showed her a picture of myself in the, um, in my passport when we were on a plane on the way to Vegas, uh, for my brother's 40th and she just fuck. I mean she was pissed but she fucking collapsed on the plane from laughing and passed out and had a seizure <laughs> and the cabin crew all freaked out last <laughs> week on Mother's Day my brother was uh, um, that's just quite funny my brother the QPR terrorist legend Casper Delaney who we haven't heard about for a while but he turned up around my mum's for Mother's Day and she said oh yeah yeah Casper's round he's grown a beard it looks nice on him and I said oh that's good <laughs> And she went, yeah, but then look at this. And she showed me this photo and zoomed in on it. She went, look at the end of his nose. And I, she zoomed in and there was like some sort of scabby cut on the end of his nose, right? And I went, what's that? She went, well, that's what I said. And she said, he's gone. And he goes and apparently he goes to the barbers and he gets up his, up his nose and round his ears hot waxed to remove the hair. <laughs> Which obviously I just found fucking hilarious anyway. So I started pissing myself. She goes, Don't talk about that on your stupid podcast or whatever it is. You know that upsets him. And I was like, well, 
I'm afraid that's not going to be possible, Mother. <laughs> that's it. Once it's out <laughs> you there said it in now. the public domain, it's podcast. Do you honestly think that learning that my brother Cass has his fucking nostrils hot waxed <laughs> is going to just remain in my fucking nut forever and not come out my gob in the public domain at the earliest possible opportunity? <laughs> well, you've got another thing coming, and this is down to you because you never had to tell me that. Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm a journalist. She, I'm, a, I'm a truth exactly. seeker. I'm a storyteller. Exactly. My my. It is my obligation to society, to Britain, to spread information, to disseminate things like this as widely as possible. That's that is my role in society. Anyway, she went. Well, apparently, as if that's not funny enough. The barber said to him, um, listen, you, you, there's a bit of wax left and you have got some hair sprouting out the tip of your nose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you get, I mean, we shouldn't laugh at that because that, you know, he's older than both of us and that, that'll come, that, oh, you yeah. see it on old men a lot. It, that'll it's already come to your weird for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do have weird hairs out the the rim of my ear. Would you call it the rim? Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> you I, know the I, you know what I mean when I say the rim of my yeah, ear. Yeah, I've got I've got an ear and nose trimmer. Yeah, me too. I've got is, a Remington. You got a Remington or you got another brand? Um, I can't remember. It, it came with. I got some like beard trimmers as well that I just used to just yeah. tip my stubble down, and it, it it's active. That's all I'll say. It's I've not, been using one of those. Wait, I remember in my twenties having Jesus. one of them for my nose. Yeah. yeah. But nose, and then since I've, then it's the ears as well. But anyway, got, he, he goes the whole hog. Number of I've got an increasing number of wiry eyebrow hairs that are rogue. Oh yeah, the, my the, my um yeah, it goes. I really have to get strong the comb. ones. I got the comb. Mm. I mean, you, you you know, you must have. Known, I have got particularly prominent eyebrows, like the yeah. old Dennis Healy, right? Yeah. So I have to do them almost weekly. I get the comb. I've, I've got quite a good system now. I feel quite professional. Because, you know, being a barber, like working in a post office, is something that all young boys kind of like the idea of. Because you like their setup, don't you, with all their potions and equipment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, well, look at that. That bottle would talc in it and shit like that. Yeah. And so I pretend to, that I'm my own barber in the mirror, even doing little chats in a Greek a slash chat, Turkish yeah. accent. What are you up to this weekend, uh, sir? Yeah. You're, nice, uh, you're going somewhere nice on uh, summer holiday this year, my friend? It's... So tell me, my friend, you're getting in a nice funny at the moment or what? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not, actually. Could you just get on with my eyebrows? I'm a married I'll man. I'll tell you what, I won't be getting any funny at all <laughs> unless you sort out my, my personal grooming. No wonder women won't look at me. Look at my eyebrows, man. <laughs> You've been neglecting them. So, yeah, I have an argument. Okay, with, uh, calm I've got down, an, pussycat. <laughs> I've got an alter ego uh, who is a Greek barber who I argue with in the mirror whilst trimming my eyebrows. But I, what I'm saying is I've got a little comb, Andy. Right. And I run the comb like I've seen the barbers do through my yeah. eyebrow. That, that's like getting the wiry ones come out and then I run the trimmer across oh, okay. the comb. so it just doesn't... So, Exactly, not, so it doesn't cut into the the main eyebrow. Yeah, you're not tweezering the them out individually. Because I think no, they just grow back stronger, don't they? They do, but I just it just means you have to do it regularly. Yeah. Because if you don't use the comb system that I've developed, um, you will cut like chunks out of your eyebrow. And like yeah. I don't know if if um, the Rude Boys and the Roadmen still do this, but when I was a, a teen, the ragamuffins, as we used to call them in London. Yeah who were the sort of rude boys, yeah. they uh, would have stripes cut through their oh, yeah, eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah, I which that, I yeah. actually think is a really cool look, but yeah. I just don't think Did, it's for me. Didn't Vanilla I don't, Ice I don't think have I can that carry as well. it off. Didn't huh? Vanilla Ice have that? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He did, did it, did... but he could carry it off. A lot of them did it, the rappers and all of that. But for me, it's just going to look like, oh, look at Sam thinking he's vanilla ice with uh... the stripes through his eyebrows. It's imba- I've done it before, and people always say, like, what are you doing? Do you think you're like a road man now? Did the, did the Chiswick Soul Patrol... Have a, yeah, an it would have been a very Chis- it would have been a very Chiswick Soul Patrol move mm. for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't, um, I don't mind the tweezer and pulling them out. I don't mind the pain because it's it's nice to feel something now and again. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it's nice not to feel uh, completely I, 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 dead inside. I'll tell you this: I, I've pulled them out of my nose for many years. I'll mm. do that. That would be too much. That'd be beyond the pain no, for mate, me. I, I actually get some satisfaction out yeah. of that. Not. I'm not saying it's sexual satisfaction, but Borderline. It's, it's sort of that. Psychosexual. That certainly within that sort of world, yeah, like within the sphere. Um, anyway, back to my mum. She said yeah. that the barber said to hey, Mr. Casper, you've got a little hair coming out the front of your nose. You want, i got a bit of wax left. You want me to wax that? So Casper's going, yeah, all right, fair enough, whatever, mate. Right, he's waxed it, but he's fucked it up. And when he's pulled the wax off, he's just fucking torn a bit of his fucking nose off. Oh, like Francis Rossi. Yeah, the, the tip of his nose has come off from the wax. And so now he's got this sort of scab on the end of his nose. Oh. And I trust my mum, she'll be that. You know, sometimes you see things, right? You notice something about someone's appearance that's different. Mm-hmm. And you think, you think... I won't mention that because they're probably a bit self-conscious about it. Yeah. Not my mum. No. Not, I mean, no she filter. was not like this with everyone, but particularly with her sons. It's mm. weird, right? She, I'm not saying she'd go up to any bloke in the street or anyone in the street and go, oh, hey, fuck it hell, you've put on a bit of weight, haven't you? But she would to us. Oh, yeah. You know, and she's yeah. going, oh, my God, what's the What's that on the end of your note? Oh, so I'm waxed it. And he's like, yeah, uh, 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 like, shut up. It's not that noticeable. She went, not noticeable. Fucking hell. You're going to get me. People will think it's Christmas. I think fucking Rudolph's turned up early. <laughs> anyway, she was so pleased with that particular gag, right? Yeah. That she then had a cataclysmic, no, a cataplectic seizure oh, and collapsed on her own kitchen floor <laughs> from laughter. Christ. Oh, man. The, that, this was Mother's Day. Yeah. I didn't see her on Mother's Day because I was away, but I saw her the next day. And I said, how was Mother's Day? She said, oh, yeah, Cass came round to see me. How was that? Well, I collapsed. Why? <laughs> well, I made myself laugh. Why? And then she goes, has to rewind and tell me the whole waxing story. As if then I would understand and appreciate why she'd collapsed. I think I speak for all of us when I say that we absolutely love your mum. And that she is really, at the heart of it, the linchpin of this podcast. Because <laughs> if she wasn't how she is, then you and your mm. brothers wouldn't be how you are. And that probably, there probably yeah. wouldn't be the the same level of, of, of anecdotage that, that we get. Yeah, I suppose so, she, one way or another, either directly or indirectly generated a lot of the anecdotes that, um, for me, are a source of a, a huge amount of trauma. Well, this and of is cost it. me a, a hell of it, a yeah. lot in, in therapy. Yeah. But, but has also been, you know, you could argue that some of the money I've spent on therapy, we've made back through me telling the stories on time. You're making a living from it. I'm not saying you should cut her in on any of the proceeds. Fuck but that. Yeah. Don't let her know no. that I've said that. And anyway, some of it might end up in the fucking pocket of the osteopath Rod McDonald, well, who is persona non grata. 
We don't want that at all. He's not getting uh, his fucking grubby hands fucking on any scent. of my dough. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Jalapeño. While we're on the subject of um, parents and uh, abroad, because you were a Greek barber there briefly, I'm going to read an email that has come in from Michael Jackson. Wow. Get a load of that. Lovely stuff. Uh, And he says, hello, Sam and Andy. Hello, Sam and Andy. Um, (laughs) Every year, I don't think it's the Michael Jackson from the details within the email. Every year, my dad would visit the same village in southern Italy where his friend had a holiday cottage. When I was 14, in 1982, he asked if I'd like to go with him. I accepted the offer. Shortly after arriving, we went to a taverna, and the bar owner greeted my dad like an old friend, fussing and bringing food and drinks, etc., and calling him Jackie, which I assumed was a nickname as our surname is Jackson. I thought, wow, my dad is really popular here, which wasn't unusual because he was well known for being able to hold court. On visiting the toilet, I noticed on the wall three or four photos of my dad with various people including the bar owner. I asked my dad why he was so popular here, and he replied, they think I'm Jackie Charlton. (laughs) And he'd gone with it for years. Yes. Sensational. Sensational. They think I'm Jackie Charlton. He does bear a passing resemblance and hails from Northumberland. Why do they think that, I asked. And he replied, the first time he went there, someone thought he was Jackie Charlton, despite his protestations to the contrary. He said, the more he said, I'm not Jackie Charlton, all that got through was Jackie Charlton. So it was just, <laughs> a- <laughs> it was just accepted that Jackie Charlton had chosen their village as his regular holiday destination. My dad said he saw no harm in this, as everyone gained something. The village got what they thought was a celebrity visitor, and he got to dine out on his, inverted commas, fame. this is bollocks though this went on for 10 years and to the best of my knowledge the people of the village still believe Jackie Charlton was their famous holiday resident his dad's wrong though I mean you know yeah he got something out of it for sure but it's unfair to the villagers and unfair to Jackie Charlton himself I don't well 
well, imagine if the real Jackie Charlton had turned up. That would have been something. Oh, imagine that. But, but listen, they were saying, are you Jackie Charlton? Yeah. Right? And he was saying back to him, no, I'm not Jackie Charlton. Yeah. But what they heard was him repeating the word Jackie Charlton and thinking that must mean he's Jackie Charlton. Yeah. Okay. So by that logic, right, they think that in real life this is what happens. Are you Sam Delaney? Sam Delaney. Are you Sam Delaney? Sam Delaney, Sam Delaney. <laughs> yeah, so you're but you Sam are Delaney. Sam Delaney. Sam Delaney, Sam Delaney, Sam Delaney. But you are Sam Delaney. So that's... Well, yeah, all right, all right. Well, we exchange it for another thing. I could go around going, oh, I'm fucking, I don't know, Bob Carroll G's. Bob Carroll G's. Bob Carroll Someone G's. else with a big head. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. I like, My big I mean, head. The, the ignorance is bliss. They're, 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 it's a, a small village in southern Italy. They are probably simple folk. And they are, you know, cosseted from the rest of the world. Maybe they mm. don't have the internet. And, mm. I mean, this is 1982, so of course they don't. And they're just living in that kind of that ignorance. Maybe, they, they maybe, deep down, maybe deep down, Sam, maybe deep down they knew. They knew, but they wanted to believe. Jackie Charlton now was they'll probably have got a year. fucking painting on the ceiling of their church of the fucking... Of, of Ma- the Madonna. Yeah. Ma- Jesus's mum cradling a fucking baby Jackie Charlton. It's sort of mad thing Italian yeah. villagers do. Um, well, that's a nice story anyway, I guess. Listen, so, right. Um, you know, that's I, from Michael Jackson as well. You know, I told you that, I think I mentioned that my daughter has um, got me into watching um, Grey's Anatomy with her. Yeah. From the start. She loves it, right? And um, she's always going on about it and sort of gets frustrated. So in the end, I thought, fuck it, if you can't beat them, join them. Mm. And it, it, in a way, it was nice because she had COVID and we started watching it together on a watching party from two separate rooms. It was something to do together. And now I'm kind of hooked. Mm-hmm. But last night, mate, I saw this episode. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm only on season two. There's about 18, 19 seasons to get through. Right. Right. I don't know how I'll ever do it. But when it started, I thought, this is quite good because it's kind of glossy. And the cast are all attractive because it's American. and But it's actually pretty smart. It's well written. It kind of reminded me a bit of, um, remember This Life? Did you used to watch This Life in the 90s? I didn't. It, I, I didn't care for it. It, it said okay. nothing to me, really. Right. Okay. Well, it sort of was a similar vibe to that in that it's young 20-something starting out in their career trying to juggle kind of fairly hedonistic personal life with high-pressure career, right? And I thought, oh, it's kind of like that, but it being American, it's kind of more uh, more glossy and, and sexier. And I was thinking, yeah, it's pretty intelligent. I quite like it. And then I was trying to, you know, and, I, and I've, I've quite liked it all the way through. And I, I kept thinking, I'm, I don't know, I must have watched about 20 episodes of it. and thinking, yeah, it's really... Um, good because it sort of feels authentic and it's and, mm. and you get a real sense of what it's like to be a junior surgeon and all the pressures mm. and it's not making that mistake that american big budget american dramas do of just going into like lapsing into it just being kind of overly dramatic or sensationalist mm. then last night i saw an episode that my daughter had warned me was one of the most dramatic episodes of any television show ever, wow. in her opinion. But she's only fourteen, yeah, so she hasn't. Course, yeah. She hasn't seen as much as you and I have. No, she didn't she see ever, Brookside, for example. When she there was hasn't that seen siege. The, the, the laser kiss in Brookside or anything well, yeah. like that. 
right? Or that episode of EastEnders where it was just Dot and Ethel talking. Yeah, or that one where they went to Ireland and there was donkeys walking around in the street that yeah. they don't repeat or, anymore. Or Bouncer's Dream from yeah, Neighbours, exactly. or the one in Neighbours where Jim and Doug took magic mushrooms. So she hasn't seen any of them. That's my caveat, yeah. right? But I'm thinking, all right, well, let's see. Let's mm. see if this posture... This is what happens. A patient every week, a bit like casualty, there's a different set of patients every week and they're kind of little stories within the story. Geezer comes in with his mate and his wife and he's got a, a sort of what appears to be a gunshot wound in his mm-hmm. stomach right? Nothing particularly unusual there. It's America. People shoot each other constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, But it turns out his best, this geezer, him and his mate are banging to World War II reenactments. They're a couple of fucking nerds, right? Yeah. And uh, cut a long story short, they find out, the doctors, that in fact, they had built or kind of refurbished between them a, a World War II sort of tank destroyer like Bazooka basically right and that one of and, and while they were fucking around with it the the geezers got shot in the stomach by it with a fucking bazooka now yeah. he's not dead right so straight away i'm a bit incredulous but usually it seems quite close to sort of reality so i'm thinking no go with it they don't just make up wild shit in this show you usually learn feels, quite a lot actually about Could be it's wrong. fairly wild but i think there's going to be an explanation yeah. right yeah um, like you know, it backfired, and it was just like. Anyway, the the episode's going on. It's quite sort of mad, and what it turns out is they find out that there was a live bomb explosive inside this sort of bazooka, right? Right. That was used. That they fire it, and when it hits a tank, it explodes, and the tank explodes. Yeah. In this episode, and I don't know whether they were getting to the end of season two back whenever it was fucking made in the noughties and the ratings were suffering and they suddenly thought, fuck all this authentic gritty shit. We're going to have to think of something really super wild to get bums on seats. But in this episode, what it turns out to be about, and they stretch it out over two episodes, right? It was one of those double episode sort of spectaculars. The bomb has gone into the geezer's guts not exploded and also not come out the other side of him. So there is an unexploded bomb in a geezer's guts and the gut and the geezer is in their operating room, right? On a fucking bed, still alive with a bomb inside of him, right? One of the trainee doctors has her hand inside his guts holding the, the, the bomb in place. And if it moves... It blows up and everyone in the hospital dies. So they've taken the two tropes of bomb disposal and life-saving surgery and welded yeah. them together in a, a catastrophically awful scenario. It, it is catastrophically unrealistic and preposterous, but boy, was it entertaining, it's mate. Yeah. I'm just Fucking saying... A, a guts bomb. Yeah, but it's it, it, this isn't meant to blow tanks up. Mate... Don't and it's in his do, guts. Don't do what I call a Barry Delaney. Barry Delaney <laughs> is my father. And I've told you before, my dad doesn't like any films. He thinks films are stupid, yeah. right? And when you ask him why films are stupid, he will start explaining to you. You name, He goes, name a film, and you'll tell him, you'll say a classic film, right? And he will start explaining to you why it's nonsense, because it could never happen. 
Yeah. So when I was a kid and he used to take me out the weekend, I'd be playing imaginary games and it would always be Star Wars. So I'd be basically running around. He'd go, we'd go over to my uncle's house, right? And him, him and my uncle would just sit chatting and go like, oh, go and fucking play over there for a bit. Uh, and I'd run around going like this. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> And he'd go, what are you doing? Why are you making that noise? What's that noise you're What are you doing? I'd be like, I'm playing Star Wars. Star Wars? Yeah. What are you playing that for? <laughs> well, because I love Star Wars. It's my favourite thing. Grow up. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, a stupid film. What? People in space fighting with laser swords? <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> Even when I was a kid, I'd be like, yeah, it's a fucking film, you cunt. Why, why can't you play something realistic like Building Society? Yeah, exactly. And that's why, that is, and my dad's like that about every film. <laughs> I said to him once, I said, to, just to wind him up, I went, so you don't like any films at all? He likes two films. Do you know what they are? The Producers, that Mel Brooks film. Yeah, great film. Yeah. And Clueless, the one with Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> Yeah. We'll never guess that. We'll never guess yeah, that in a million years. No, no, he thinks that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Why can't you play Clueless? Fuck- <laughs> now, there's a fucking film. <laughs> Real, authentic, gritty, <laughs> true to life. And, and uh, the key thing about Clueless is it doesn't insult our intelligence. <laughs> that, that's his key phrase, is he says, everything's insulting to your intelligence. Yeah. They expect us to believe, and then you're like, they don't expect us to believe. <laughs> That's what you fucking don't understand about the whole nature of films. They don't expect us to believe it. Oh, You're just supposed to go with it for fun, right? Oh, fucking hell. Uh, but he thinks that Clueless and, and the producers are the only two films worth doing. I said to him once, don't you even like Jaws? Because I thought, what's a film that's impossible not to get into when you watch it, right? Mm. Whatever your tastes in films. And I thought, probably Jaws, right? Mm. That's like... Mm one of the best films ever made. He went, Jaws? Yeah. Jaws? Yeah. The film about a massive shark that they go and hunt. (laughs) Yeah, that. Fucking Jaws. You know the film. (laughs) Oh, it's insulting. uh, A a fucking (laughs) shark like that would be able to come that near to shore and kill that many people. Oh, God. (laughs) But anyway, you're about to do a Barry Delaney about Grey's Anatomy. And all I'm saying is, mate, I don't expect anyone to believe it. Yeah. But this is an episode, a double episode of a program where there is a geezer in a hospital who's got an unexploded bomb in his guts that's been fired there by his mate using a fucking bazooka. And if it fucking moves, the whole hospital goes up. My God, what a cliffhanger. It is. What a cliffhanger. It is. It's stupid. It is a turning point for me in watching the show because I've been convincing myself, yeah, this is quite intelligent. I mean, it's like an HBO drama. It's kind of like The Wire in a way. I feel perfectly uh, like intelligent and culturally sophisticated yeah. for watching it. And now it's like, no, there's a man with a bomb in his guts. This show, this show's at a crossroads. Yeah. And I think it just grew from that point on, actually, to be fair to them. Oh, don't spoil it for us. Don't tell it how, how it ends. But I'm, I won't tell you how it ends. But um, it feels like the last year term when they're allowed to bring games in. It, yeah, it's exactly like that. It's just, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. right. It's like, it's the fact that you've been watching it and it's quite a slow burn show. And then yeah. all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you've got no clue that it's going to suddenly, one one week, it just suddenly goes mental. It, it feels like, you know, they've been told by the channel bosses, yeah. your ratings are shit. We're going to drop you. 
And they're like, oh, no, don't drop us. We've got We're going to give idea. you two more weeks, but the writing's on the wall. And they're like, final throw of the dice. Do fucking anything. Do, 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 do. Right, and then go into the writer's room. You go, right, cunts. We're all going to be out of work in two weeks' time unless one of you fuckers pulls something out of the bag. So all I'm going to say is you've got till midday to come up with ideas and anything goes, right? Everything's on the table now. It doesn't matter. Throw out all the rules. I just want a fucking sexy idea that is going to quadruple our ratings in the space of two weeks. And someone's going, what about... What about it? No, hear me out. What about... I've right? sitting on this. I've, I've had this idea for a while. Yeah. What about... Someone comes in and his mate shot him with a bazooka, right? An anti-tank bazooka. And the bomb's gone in, but it ain't come out. And uh, But it's still live. And they don't know until he's in the hospital and they x-ray it. That's the thing, they x-ray it. And there oh, is right. like a scene where yeah. they're like, what is that? Oh, my God. That's a bomb. <laughs> tick, tick, tick. <laughs> and the geezer comes in from the bomb squad. Mm-hmm. And he's in it throughout. So you've got this scenario in an operating room where it's like a trainee surgeon, a senior surgeon, and a top bomb disposal expert. Yeah. And they're all in an operating room together, all wearing those bomb deflection jackets <laughs> that you wear. <laughs> I love it. Where can really where great. can Grey's Anatomy be seen? What service is it on? Am- I think it's Amazon. You can see it on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Yeah. Mm. Might watch that this afternoon. The snook is not very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Give it a um, go, mate. Let's do some predictions before we go. Um, are you ready? Yeah. Uh, Liverpool yeah. versus Watford. Um, 3 0 Liverpool. 3 0 to Liverpool. Uh, I will go 2 0 to Liverpool. Burnley versus Manchester City. I'll go first on this one. Um, this is going to be a 1 0 to Manchester City. Um, <clears throat> I'll say. 2-0 Manchester City West Ham United versus Frank Lampard's Everton oh I'm going to say 3-1 West Ham <laughs> um, I've got to go with oh fucking hell I think 2-0 West Ham Sunderland versus Gillingham I'll go first on this I think this will be uh, 2-1 Sunderland I'll say uh, 1-0 Sunderland. Okay, and Luton versus Millwall, finally. Oh, fucking hell, what a game. Um, I'll say 1-0. 1-0, I'll go for uh, 2-0 to Luton. That's the predictions, that's the episode. Uh, Enjoy your weekend. Be careful with your potato peelers. Don't let a bomb get in your guts. And never let a Greek wax your nose. Goodbye.